Cardinals, Broncos. Two new head coaches going at it. NFL preseason opener for both teams. Jonathan Gannon on the uh, Cardinals sidelines. We'll get to see what that first offering looks like tonight. And uh, here to uh, talk some Cardinals football with us. He covers the team for ArizonaSports.com. Tyler Drake, our guest on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, TD. How are you? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? Doing good. It's it, it's finally here. We'll get our first offerings. Uh, so we'll just start with the with the high level, big picture question. There's so much to look for with this team and position battles and things like that. But you know, what's the number one item of what you are looking for as somebody who's seen every minute uh, of the open practices at camp? Yeah, you know, I think for me is one. What are we going to see out of Colt McCoy? Uh, Jonathan Gannon told us he was going to play uh, today, so. It's it, uh, very interesting to see what that is going to look like. Obviously, Clayton Toon's got a lot of run. But I think for me, a lot of tonight is going to be what's the operation looking like from the coaching standpoint? How many pre-snap penalties are there? How, how sloppy does it look? I think that's going to be something where, you know, it's definitely knock off the rest time, as Drew Petsing told us this last week. But I think it's really going to be let's see how this communication from the top down uh, you know, looks for this first game and then see how they can uh, fix it moving down the line or just improve it moving down the line. So as much as I'm interested to see what's going to happen on the field, I think also seeing what's that communication from the coaching side of things is going to look like is going to be important. Too. All right. Yeah. Yes. Well said. Handicap, if you will, th- this quarterback storyline, do you think Clayton Toon has a chance to be the week one starter or do you think that is a completely false narrative? I th- Okay. I think there is a small chance that he could start. I don't think there's this massive, oh, man, he's very much in the running to start, but I'm not going to be completely shocked if that's the case. I mean, throughout training camp, he's worked really with the second team, but is also getting first team, was getting first team reps. So they like what they're seeing out of him. I think these preseason games are going to show them a lot, too, as, you know, where exactly is he at? You know, you can see a lot of good when you're going up against guys who you know and the defense you know pretty well. But as soon as you go up against the guys that, you know, you don't know, the, the other teams, that's where I think you really start seeing, you know, exactly where he's at. So he's looks, he's looking like he's doing all the right things. He's handling himself well. He seems like a pro. Now it's just this next step. Same thing with like a Michael Wilson. You know, you've got to see, you know, all of this talk they've gotten through training camp. Can they really – you know, continue on that train with a preseason game. Tyler Drake, who covers the uh, Cardinals for ArizonaSports.com, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. The running back position has been interesting. It's going to be a lot of James Conner this year uh, if all things go well. But you know, they bring in Marlon Mack. He lasts three practices, tears the Achilles. He's out for the year. A, do you get the feeling that um, you know they'll try to go find another uh, veteran running back, maybe to come in and, and plug some of those holes, or if not, what are you seeing from the guys that currently are behind James Conner, guys like Ingram and and Clement and uh, Williams and, and guys like that? Yeah, that's brutal, brutal, brutal situation for Marlon Mack. He really seemed like he came in and. Quick, quickly made his presence felt. I mean, the red and white practice, I think he, you know, the first carry he had was like a 15-yard 15, 15 carry straight up the middle. Nobody touched him. Had a pass catch right after that. So he quickly made a name for himself with this with this offense, was with the second, got second team reps, and then moved into first team reps, and that's when he got hurt and just brutal. It was. It's not the same leg that he, uh, you know, tore previously, the Achilles that he tore previously. So just a really tough situation for that. But, you know, you got to keep moving forward. NFL. Keontae Ingram, you know, he has been 
very limited this training camp. So as much as I think that they like him, they need somebody else to, to kind of just be that extra body. And Corey Clement has been that guy. But, you know, you see that addition of Mac. I think they do want to keep, you know, keep their options open and maybe still go out there and look for another running back option just to yeah. give them another look. You know, the, the rookie, undrafted rookie, Amari DiMacardo's had a couple of good uh, practices, but, yeah, it seems like they want to get another guy in there to really see if they can get a better pairing with James Conner because Keontae Ingram looked like the guy for me entering training camp. He just the problem with him it just looks like he can't stay on the field healthy right now. All right, I'm curious what you think about Isaiah Simmons playing center field for this team. How's it looked in practice, and how do you think this position for him is going to translate? Yeah, you know it, it looks it looks pretty effortless. I will say, you know, obviously there's some growing pains just with moving to another position after, you know, being a linebacker, star backer, whatever you want to call him. Uh, but he said that he is more comfortable in this role. He still sees more freer. Uh, you know, obviously I think that's something to do with the coaching change as well that he didn't want to get into when he talked to us this past week, but that's another story. But yeah, he just seems that this is a more effortless, seamless kind of position for him. And yeah, playing center field, that's kind of where he starts, but that's not to say he's not going to come up and maybe rush, maybe blitz, maybe do something. I mean, we've seen him get used all over the field, and while I think his home is a DB, there's going to there's going to be a lot of different ways they use him. So it's going to be really interesting to see exactly what they do with him moving forward. And, and you know, I know the depth chart showed him as a backup, but I guarantee you he's going to probably be a starter because they love those three safety sets. They're going to probably play a lot of cover three. and. I think he's going to make an impact. He's just a different, they give him a different look out there. And and I mean, that safety position has to be probably the Cardinals best position as a whole. So if he can really take a step forward and I mean, Jalen Thompson, probably one of the most underrated safeties in my opinion, just because you've got Buda Baker there. So there's a lot of good with that group. And you know, he harkens it back to playing baseball and track in his younger years. So he's really comfortable in the role. So we'll just have to see what he does with it. Tyler Drake from ArizonaSports.com, our guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. The depth chart, when it came out early this week uh, for this game, you know, Bick looked at it, I looked at it, we shared our concerns at certain positions, and both of both of our answers came on defense. For Bick, it was, wow, that defensive line is a little thin. And for me, it was, ah, wow, that cornerback spot is a little <laughs> bit thin. Uh, fill us in on those yeah, positions. That's not a good combination, <laughs> No, it really isn't. Uh, fill us in on, the, on those two position groups and what you've seen in camp and, and, and kind of the what you've been able to glean from the coaching staff on how those guys are performed. Yeah, so with both of those rooms, Nick Rollis, he really he, he's said there's a lot of good competition in there. There's a lot of good dudes in there. He's not close on naming, you know, specific starters. Obviously, the depth chart comes out. Marco Wilson, Antonio Hamilton are the two cornerbacks. So that was actually just a surprise for me just because we hadn't really seen Antonio Hamilton play a ton with the first team this throughout training camp. It's been a lot of Christian Matthew, a lot of Keetro Clark, uh, and just – Along those lines, Marco Wilson, obviously. But so it was interesting to see that. Obviously, last year, this time, he was clearly the CB2 until he had that freak accident right before week one. So that's going to be something to watch for sure. And then, yeah, the move over to the defensive line. You've got foe two. I, I think the big thing for me is seeing Rashad Lawrence be a third stringer yeah. right now. I believe that's where he was because he has a lot of promise. He just can't stay on the field. That's been the biggest thing. I mean, he was going on a really solid year this last year, and, and I think he had like 
three or four tackles for loss in two or three games, and then just got hurt and could never come back. So that's going to be the that's going to be definitely something to watch. And, and you know, I'll give you a name to consider: Dante Stills. They they like this dude a lot. They're moving him around not only on the inside but on the outside too. Uh-huh. Uh, he even got some first team reps this uh, last practice or practice before the last one so it'll be really interesting to see exactly where he fits in he's kind of a tweener he kind of could be that he's probably more of an outside guy but he's playing more on the inside and he's got i mean you think he has the record for tackles for loss from in his uh college program at west virginia so he has the potential to really make an impact it's just can he move up the depth chart so yeah definitely thin at those positions but i think you know from what nick ross is saying there's a lot of competition there so we'll see how that all shakes out obviously you know when the cuts happen, there could also be Mr. Outside Hire, so you also got to think yeah. about that. But right now, it seems like they like with what they're seeing and the progression they're seeing with how they're learning the defense. All right, finally, how much do we believe in this rookie draft class? Do we believe in this rookie draft class from Monty Austin Fort? When you talk about Paris Johnson Jr. on day one, Michael Wilson on day two, then we're talking about Jonathan Gaines, we're talking about Clayton Toon, you just talked about Dante Stills. Um, what does this mean to you in the in the grand scheme? Yeah, I, you know, I think this is this is a big draft class. I think this is an important draft class. I think this draft got, draft class could really make an impact moving down the line. You know, Paris Johnson, I'll tell you right now, he already seems like he's been playing NFL football. He just seems like he's got it. You can see him just every snap. You know, if he's missing something on one snap, he's definitely making sure it's fixed on the next one. I mean, there's an example of him and Dennis Gardeck having a couple battles, and you know he got beat the first time and made sure he got him on the second time. So stuff like that. Michael Wilson, same thing. If he can stay healthy, that's the big thing for him. But he seems like he's got all the intangibles to being a not only consistent player on this team, but just an impact player. And then John Gaines, backup center, he's beating out a uh, veteran Pat Elfline right now for that role, it looks like. So all these guys are making impacts. And you get back to the center, when you talk about all these guys, you get back to the center of the football character, which has been preached by Monty, and you can see it. These guys all just, I mean, it's it's as simple as looking at them doing the rookie duties. They almost embrace it. It's, you know, Dante Stills walked in the other day with five or six uh, just pads over his neck and you could barely see him and he was like smiling and it's like got to be innovative like it's just stuff like that where I don't think we've seen that in past seasons and it seems like from the top down everybody has that and everybody wants to get better I think the big thing for me that I'm going to be watching is how is BJ Ojolari going to come up and really make up for the lost time of not playing this offseason but outside of that yeah man it's it's you can really see that there is a central point of we're drafting this guy because of this mentality and every one of these guys seems to have it. Tyler, great stuff. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, We appreciate it.